Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is show number 54, and this week uh, we were supposed to be joined by Tina Rowe, but technical difficulties uh, stopped that from happening, so this is just me and Andrew rambling on about uh, what we've been up to over the break and Worldwide Pinhole Photography Day. Hello, this is Tina trying to reach you. All right, welcome back to the Lensless Podcast. This is uh, show number fifty-four. Yay. Um, yay! We've we've returned. We have. We're yeah. like a good wine, you know. <laughs> it gets better with age, and mm-hmm. I'm not sure that where that analogy goes because is it good to not be without your red wine for a month? I'm not uh, sure. Probably. <laughs> they were only gone for a few weeks. No, when you when you when we uh, when we left, you said, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna be away for a couple of weeks." Well, a couple of weeks is not four. Okay, uh-huh. that's an extended American vacation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. People thought we were getting above ourselves and sort of doing a film photography podcast. Yeah, break. But we're really not. Uh, we're really not big enough and important enough to take an annual holiday of a month. I didn't think anybody would even really notice that we were gone, but. Oh, I think they did. But some people did. Um, and some people, some people listen. Yeah, a few. <laughs> what you're not hearing is uh, Tina. Tina was supposed to come back with us, but we had some technical difficulties. So uh, you just have me and Andrew. Yeah. To Sorry, on. Tina. We did Sorry, try. Tina. We did try. Courage just <laughs> failed you miserably. She's here in spirit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what have you been so... up to? Wow. Um, Short of designing a neck tattoo for your uh, my retirement. retirement. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was hoping I might get a few more designs, you know, shared, but people seem to have forgotten about it. Oh, man. Oh, well. I don't know. So I've um, uh, we've, we've done an, another podcast. I, I think maybe, maybe we started that before we finished, didn't we, the large format photography podcast? Yeah. So that's um, – we should have had another one of those out, but uh, – Dear old, uh, um, um, oh, Simon. No, not Simon. Um, his mate, Carl Havens. Dear me, yeah. sorry. Yeah, Carl. The passing of poor old Carl has thrown things into the uh, in, into disarray. Really, bit of a tailspin. Yeah. So we we've got uh, Matt Marash lined up from the uh, from the FPP. Cool. So he's going to come on and talk about all things large format. I don't think he does pinhole, but we can. I'll try and slip a bit of pinhole talk in. <laughs> into all right. It. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I've been uh, I've been playing around with the Harman Obscura camera. I've yeah. been playing around with um, uh, what else? Oh, the Holger WPC wide mm-hmm. camera. The the obscure that's just the one that's just a like the box in box and it just slides right in. Yeah, 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 it uh, is. Yeah, I've only tried it with direct positive paper so far, and uh, I, yeah, I got some results. Nothing I really felt keen on sharing. <laughs> right. Um, I've been playing around with a direct positive paper. Met up with Kath Cartman, who's been I'm on je- the show, as you remember. I'm jealous. I like Kath. And uh, yeah, she's great. And but I wasn't using a pinhole camera then. I had my large format camera and did some shots of her by the river, and they came out really well. I was very pleased. With pleased just with those. 
Was just a regular lens on your large format yeah, camera? Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. So that was a bit, um, shouldn't make a difference really, but it was just no. a, bit, a bit easier for me to get my head around the times and things. Sure. Because um, I don't know what the exposure was. I think it might have been about um, one or two seconds, whatever the aperture was I had. I think I had the camera lens fairly wide open. But they came out well. I've, I've been messing around with flashing the paper and not flashing the paper. And, yeah. and I think I quite like the combination of uh, not not flashing it at all, uh, but using it under fairly dim lighting, you know, under low contrast lights, because that makes that kind of a counteracts the inherent contrast of the paper. I think that's, you mean the direct positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what Tony does. Um, yeah, he doesn't pre-flash it. Does he, he doesn't pre-flash it either. Yeah, all he does is just look for the the right moment in the right day and i think so store yeah. front coming in or whatever you know i've um yeah. i've run out i've run out of the stuff now so um i i'm probably going to start playing with some paper negatives now because i've got one of the things i'd like to talk about later is andrew sanderson's book paper negative photography which i've mm -hmm. had a while now and just started to look at so i think i'm going to put the direct positive paper to one side for a little while and start using some ordinary paper in the obscura I wonder, um, they're, well, I won't wonder, I'm pretty sure they are, but they're probably completely different. Uh, beast the direct positive and then just using the, the paper as negatives, you know? Yeah, yeah. Contrast-wise, they probably are, I don't know, I, I don't really have a lot of experience with the paper negatives, so I can't remember. No, no me, me neither. I think, I think it's probably easier to get a bit of control over the contrast with the, with normal paper but i'm going to start playing around over the summer anyway and cool. i think i'll just do some i think in his first chapter andrew talks about um trying to hit on your sort of speed of the paper and once you've done that he says to go out shooting so I'm on, i'll just talk a bit about his book it's um if andrew's been on the show of course and he published this rather small book it's only about um um, six or seven inches square and it's a blurb softback um it's not terribly cheap i think it was 20 odd pounds but it's quite thin but it's really worth it because it's full of really really useful uh, useful information gotcha and uh, i don't know if i can read the is there a sort of contents page no. it starts off by uh, testing paper speed to give you some he gives you some idea and then he gives you a couple of pages on establishing a working ISO mm. and how to evaluate the test. Uh, none of this is very long. It's sort of just written on a page, so it's not like pages and pages of stuff or very technical. And then he talks about paper types. Now, this, was this book was written in 2010, so I think most of them that he refers to are still around. Although yeah, they should be, unless it's something really... Yeah. Obscure, or, you know. And then he talks about which format is best. He talks about 35 millimeter negatives, um, four by five. I don't know. 35 millimeter negative will produce a print. Oh, I think he may be talking about making a. Does he? Uh, does he talk about APS on that page? No. Good. I don't think so. <laughs> you hear that, Mike? Good. Yeah. <laughs> Out in the field, contrast control. There you go. It says that whichever ISO you decide to use, development of the paper negative has a very important role in contrast control. A paper negative developed fully will have some areas of deep black if exposed properly. 
and these areas will print as bright white. And to produce awesome. a negative which has which has density but still allows some light through is the goal. So you don't want your uh, areas of deep black to be so deep that light can't penetrate it either through contact printing or through the enlarger because then the highlights will just be blown out, won't they then? So it's, uh, yeah. So I think that's, uh, and he talks about using a very dilute developer. Um, I know there are other development techniques you can use to control contrast in the dark room, such as water bath. You can float your paper in, in a weak developer and then take it out and put it in water uh, and let it stand in water. And that allows some of the other areas to catch up the lower, the, the areas that have had less developer. So there's all sorts of interesting techniques. Um, so it's, and his book goes into loads and loads of detail. He covers flashing, which uh, the contrast of the paper can be reduced dramatically by pre-flashing, and he goes into into that. He has a we're over we're about halfway through the book now, expanding the possibilities. So I don't know what that's all about. Um, yeah. He's got some great pictures in here. Oh, pencil shading. Now this is something I think I talked to him about when he came on the show you can you can use a soft yeah, pencil to mm -hmm. you can use a soft pencil to sort of shade on the back and on it, the back side add, add density to it so you're making highlights brighter i guess and then he gives some tips on using pencil shading well if you shade if you shade in the highlights a little bit you can get you can get around the problem of having to do like uh split filtering you know what i mean when you have really, really, really blown out highlights or really dark shadows and you have to do a lot of work. So mm -hmm. if you can get those closer, you, you can save yourself a little bit of headache, I think. Yeah, it's a, it's a great book. Further possibilities for expression, bleaching negatives, cotton bud development, Move. loose loose contact, tissue paper. Well, I've used tissue paper in printing. Uh -huh. uh, waxing. Ooh, do, do you do any waxing, Corey? I do. Is that before you go on your bicycle? You like to get a bit of waxing on the legs? I've, I've already had my summer shear on my back already, you know, so it's all right. <laughs> it's like, I'm like a sheep out on the back porch, and my wife's out there with the clippers. Yeah. <laughs> so that, and that's it. So it's, it's, a, it's not a big book. It's not full of really complicated stuff. So I would thoroughly recommend Paper Negative Photography, A Guide to Making Camera Images Without Film second edition and you mm. get it via blurb andrew of course has one or two other books excellent books on night photography and <clears throat> pardon me um, um probably my favorite is the home photography book so that's really good and i think he's got another one with more general sort of alternative type photography in as well which i haven't got gotcha cool so i'm He's still answering i'm still answering <laughs> well, haven't I? yeah uh, i bought some more books uh, the pinhole wide camera came i can't remember whether the pinhole cam wide camera i had that before we broke up for a month or not yeah we did he did but i hadn't i don't think i'd done anything with it then i was pondering whether to um shave my hole or not yeah <laughs> uh, but you shaved don't take it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i put a roll of film through it first i think i had Delta 100, and right. uh, I, I didn't. I, I got some edge vignetting at six by twelve, but I didn't really mm -hmm. get that harsh. You know, they, you, some people you seem to be able to see the edges of the 
hole or sometimes if the if the shutter isn't open wide enough some people get like one half of the shutter yeah. in the image but it seemed fine but nevertheless i i took i think probably your advice and just used an exacto knife and i just very carefully because i'm skilled at using hand tools of course shaved a little bit of that edge off at uh, three and nine o'clock and then i got the exacto knife i thought well in for a penny in for a pound do you have that expression in America? I was just about to say, what does that mean? <laughs> well, if you're going to do something, just jump in and do it. You know. Oh yeah, right. In for a penny. If you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. Uh, so and that's like a saying we've had for donkey's years, but we won't go there again. Donkey's ears. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I took the exacto knife, and you know that little uh, little ridge on on the front w- which holds the lens cap. Yep. I cut that away. That's what I did with mine too. Cut that away to make it flush. And then I ordered myself a, a step-up ring, a four, something like 40. Now, this was Alex Purcell's um, design. I got myself really? a metal 40 to 52 or 40.6 to 52 millimeter step-up ring for a couple of quid off eBay. Uh, uh, and But the... So the thread, the smaller thread, I then cut off. That was that was a bit of a job. I I tried filing it, but that was just a far too slow nightmare. Yeah, yeah. So I got a hacksaw and cut the thread off, and then filed it, kind of flat. And then I super glued that baby over the uh, over the space where where mm. the ridge was. So now I've got a I can screw my fifty two mil filters that I use for Nikon and also the reality pinhole. I uh, into there. I like that camera. But apart, um, I like the uh, the six by nine mask. Not best. used, not used that yet. I think that's I, I you're think not going to get any vignette. You're like not going to get perfect. any vignetting then, are you? I like six by nine a lot. Um, yeah. Other than six I by do. six, that's probably the the format that I would that I like the most in medium format. Yeah. I like four by five too, but using you know just using real film cameras, that six by nine is. Uh, I think it's a perfect ratio. That's just me, though. I, I, I square is still my favourite. I think in all formats, but uh, I do, I do shoot six seven in roll film and also six nine in both my. Well, what, six seven is almost square too, really. I it mean, is, it's not but that it's just much. it is. It just gives you a little bit of. It's actually a better if you put it in the portrait mode, so sort of traditional mm-hmm. upright. It's a better ratio for people shots because 35 mil is a bit longer you know yeah yeah so it, it's quite nice i i i like six seven uh, but i like all really the only thing yeah. i never really get on with is that six by four five but that, that i don't know why really but that's probably i don't either but that's six by four five that's almost the same as six by nine is it shrunken down yeah so it's i don't know why i don't, I don't know, the same aspect ratio. i don't know why i don't get on with it <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I don't. I don't like it either. I don't know what it is about it. I, I think it just depends on what you're doing. Um, yeah. You know, and, I, and not only that, but I, I'm sure someone's going to correct me on this, but I don't really think that there's as many sexy six four five cameras as there are six by six. You know what I mean? Well, Stigger, uh, Stigger the Dump, who I'm seeing tomorrow when I go up to Liverpool, he's just he just announced on Twitter. He's sell- selling a load of gear, including, I think, his. Mem- I, no, I might get this wrong. I think it was a Mimir 645 or one of those sort of 645 SLRs. That's and what I had. I had a. 
Pro, a 645 Pro. Yeah. Yeah. It was a nice camera. I think so, yeah. People rave about it. And um, Mike Gutterman uses a, has he got a Pentax 645? Oh, i got to stop talking about Mike. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> Stiggers, um, Stiggers bought a uh, Fuji GW 693, I think. So mine's a 692, the Texas Leica, you know? Yeah, yeah. It makes a weird noise when you press the shutter, sort of a twanging noise. But <laughs> it makes a weird presence. How big it is, too. That's the least of your worries. The sound. Yeah, it it's, makes not, it's not very. Stuck. It's not uh, very heavy though. Yeah, but, so that's, that's the main good. thing. Unlike walking around with my RB67, I took that out. Yeah. I took that out during the during our recess, and I did some handheld RB shots, which I really enjoyed, and it was great fun. But uh, it's not one to be carrying around all day. That uh, that camera that he had what was it, the fuji gw or whatever it's the one he's buying yes yeah, yeah. yeah that's got a that has a leaf shutter i think so it's really light yeah it is it's a good camera yeah yeah, yeah. i like yeah. it i'm um, so i'm taking it up to liverpool tomorrow to show stig uh, before he gets his yeah cool and i'm also taking my reality 8x10 with some x-ray uh, f- with some x-ray film because i'm really digging yeah. The X-ray film. I'm becoming an X-ray film bore online. Oh well. Um, but I've I've just about mastered the developing process to get a good salt print. Did you know I made salt prints? <laughs> I was just about to say. I mean, <laughs> There's one or two other people um, starting to quietly mention on Facebook, on the Facebook groups. Oh, I kind of thinking about getting into salt printing because everyone's doing that cyanotype now aren't they that's, that's the um, bee's knees everybody right now, huh? everybody's <laughs> doing that that's really passe you know so you, guys you've got to just up your game and get into salt <laughs> salt printing um hmm. but uh, yeah get yourself some silver nitrate that's what you need to do right on so i'm uh, cool. I, mo- I modify james gerin's advice and instead of using rod and all at one to a hundred i use it at one to fifty that gives me a slightly more active developer and get a nice X-ray negative. Cool. So uh, yeah. yeah, and then Worldwide Pinhole Day, uh, Worldwide Pinhole Photography Day. Mm-hmm. I got told off by Alex Yates for calling it WWPD because something I kept typing WWPD, but it's <laughs> WPPD. PPD. Yeah. So we can talk about that as a separate section, maybe. But uh, yeah, I, I'll shut up, shall I? And you can tell me what, <laughs> what you've been up to in the month, because uh, I'm assuming you've used the time wisely. Yeah, I've, uh, I've shot a lot actually. I got a I got a backlog of some film I need to develop, and that's been about it. I got everything. I got one set of cameras uh, loaded up and ready for infrared, because it's that time of the year. Yeah. I've uh, shot some color, which I just ha- I need to shoot another roll, and then I can develop uh, develop some stuff. So, yeah, I've been busy. I've been doing a lot of stuff. I don't have a darkroom anymore. So, tell us what happened to your darkroom. Oh, just I don't know. Just it was. It went moldy. I heard. Yeah, I just I've been putting so much energy into it, trying to get it to where I can just use it, you know. Um, and I just kind of the last time I went in there to use it, uh, there was fuzzy stuff growing on the walls again uh, and i you was like sc- okay you can scrape it, it scrape it off and uh, <laughs> yeah sell it to somebody to smoke <laughs> sell it yeah you could <laughs> or if so you I, get a I, if you get a cut hand just g- 
go in there and rub your hand over it. I'm sure it'll be fine, yeah, just like penicillin. Gonna get nice and nice and red and puffy. <laughs> so that your but, no, you, but I, your but I little was putting. Go on, mate. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say I was I was putting so much energy into it, uh, dealing with it that I just kind of I'm gonna try something else. Well, that's, um, that 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 construction. It was like a little wooden construction. Was that in a, that was in an outbuilding somewhere? Was it in a shed or something? Well, we, I have a, uh, beside my house, I have a building that's, I don't know, 25 by 18 wide, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just went in there and went into one of the corners and just put a piece of a four by eight foot sheet of plywood onto the ceiling uh, and just built a wall, one wall, uh, and then just put a big piece of heavy black fabric over the end of it, you know? So it was just... There's no heating or anything out there, and it just when this I've had problems with it since the hurricane came through last year. It's one of those things like once it gets wet and it gets really saturated, you know, like I mean, you just can't. I don't know. I just. I mean, you've got a more humid climate, I would think, for a good time, a good part of the year anyway, than we have. Oh year. Yeah, it's all. It's always. So, humid I mean, here. in my dark room is in our garage, which, you know, we never have a car in there. And I have a small dehumidifier that I just keep running all the time, a little mains operated one. It's not massive, right. but it, 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 it's surprising how much water it takes out. Every few days, maybe once a week, I take out, uh, I, think it, I think it holds about half a litre. Wow. You know, and that's, um, not quite sure where that's coming yeah. from, just, just, the, just the air, I suppose. Yeah. You know, there's no... There's no sort of open water sitting anywhere, so it must just be. But I figured with keeping my larger lenses out there and stuff, you know, you need, I don't want it to be terribly humid. Yeah. You don't want mold on them, that's for sure. Um, so my plan is going to be since I, only time, the only time I really needed it was to print, you know, just do contact prints. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I have another bathroom inside that, but you have an enlarger, don't you? Well, I have an enlarger, but if I'm doing contact prints, it, I mean, it's nice to have one, but I, I don't have the space inside in any of the bathrooms to have the enlarger in there. Uh, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back to my holding a bulb, you know, just flicking it on and off, you know, situation. Just to get prints, at least until I can come up with another situation. And I'm still waiting for um, the pixelator. That's going to help me out a lot, too, for shooting 4 by 5 because I have the film lab app already i back that so how's that working because i what the film lab app it works great i mean yeah my only problem is i just have to figure out a way um to get a nice diffused light source you know Mm -hmm. um and once i can kind of that was why i backed uh the pixelator hamish yeah but you can get a for for not very much money off eBay, you can get a, a quite a nice LED light box, can't you? Which is a diffuse yeah, light source. Yeah, I could. I think I paid yeah. about twenty twenty pounds for mine. Yeah, I could. I, I might. I don't know. I'll see. Um, I've I've just been shooting and and the four by five stuff and just developing it and just kind of you know patiently waiting. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Yeah, have you so been I'm shooting kind of... that on the? James Gurin's uh, reality, reality four five, the new one you got from him. Have you been yes. using that much? A little bit, not a whole lot, but I've, I've shot with it some. I'm just about, I'm just about through a 
a box of uh, the Ilford Ortho. Oh, um, did yeah, you like um, did you buy some or just using up what Kath sent you? She didn't send me. Did she not? Oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, Andrew. She didn't send she didn't. me many sheets. <laughs> Maybe about I seven or eight. I bought mine. I'm an adult, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> I've, um, been... Hey, Kath, I've I've run out of Ilford Ortho. Yeah. But, you know, the x-ray film is sort of ortho, isn't isn't it, as well? Yeah, I have some of that, too. Uh, I just need to cut it down. I I actually sent a whole bunch of it to uh, Graham, Chicken chicken Thumbs. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's doing doing some uh, artwork for us. Hopefully it'll be ready soon so we can start making uh, shirts and beer huggies and (laughs) keychains. Is that a good – while you're on the subject of – Oh, what about little tattoos that you can put on and, you know, not, uh, that'd be good. Temporary tattoos, temporary yeah. Tattoos. Yeah, then yeah. I wouldn't have to get a permanent one. Yeah, there you go. So yeah. you want, why don't you just share with listeners um, our latest development while we're kind of on the subject of giveaways and goodies? Well, we um, have decided to uh, kind of get into the merchandising a little bit. Um, and we've set up a, uh, how, do you, how do you pronounce it, Andrew? Coffee? Mm, I think so. Kofi? Kofi? K-O-F-I. Excuse me. Yeah. Coffee account. So, Kofi account. (laughs) Uh, And it's one of those buy us a coffee. uh, Mm. Buy us a coffee. And so we can... The plan is to start using that to offset some of the prices of of getting stickers and stuff made. Um, So if you like the show um, and want to help us out, uh, do that as soon as we get everything made up. Um, you know, if you donated, of course, we'll send you some stuff. Uh, and then, you know, we want to kind of do some giveaways and some fun stuff. So it'll all be pretty much uh, put towards that. I don't think we're going to be getting away from the Anchor app right now. Yeah, Seems so the hosting, good, the, hosting the hosting isn't really costing us anything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we do, yeah. we would like to make some stickers and... Uh, if we could be really ambitious, I'd love a T-shirt. I just bought, yeah. some, I bought some really neat T-shirts off a company called Red Bubble. Uh, a week or so ago, one has got a, a neat pinhole picture on it. Another one has got some other cameras and stuff on. And they're great, you know. But I, I think I was paying their cotton T-shirts. Obviously, they're a professional company, but I was paying probably 15, 16 pounds for each of those. Um, you know, I decided yeah, we could start with stickers. I think I think t-shirts are going to yeah. be out of our range for a while unless we get yeah, flooded sure. with donations. Yeah. But there'll be link in the uh, link in the show notes mm-hmm. to the coffee donation. You can sign yep. up for um, a sync one-off donation, or if you're feeling really generous, you can set up a recurring donation. But it's just a few dollars, I think. Yeah. Um, just whatever you want, a pound, a quid, a dollar, a clam, a bone, whatever you want to call it, you know. Chuck is a bone. <laughs> Chuck is a clam, man. Um, yeah, so that's that's exciting. So, you know, we can, uh, if if it, at anything, whenever we have guests come on, maybe we can, you know, we'll be able to supply a guest with something for saying thanks for coming on. Yeah. Uh, and whenever we have these fun little contests, you know, uh, we don't do those a whole lot, but we we do them from time to time. We could um, do more. We yeah, should do we more, could do really. more. Yeah, so then we really. can kind of have a prize. But other other podcasts and... do stuff, don't they? You know, um, yeah. The negative, positives are. Sorry, I mentioned it again, didn't I? 
<laughs> doing the double exposure challenge, so on. Oh yeah, but so yeah, so that's the plan with that. Uh, so yeah, so the link will be on the Facebook page. Um, I think is that where you're going to put it at, Andrew? Is that where it's going to go? Yeah, so I'm going to yeah. write the show notes up on a Word document, and then you can put them. I'll be, they'll certainly be on the Facebook page as the show launches, and then you should be able to copy them into the show notes on Anchor as well, Corey. I think. Yeah. I was uh, I was a little hesitant about. I don't know. I'm just hesitant about asking people for money, uh, you know, but starting to look into the prices of things. Uh, I, I don't have the ability to, you know, uh, do all that ourselves between you and you and me, you know? Well, so, uh, yeah. So I think maybe it'd be something that is definitely going to work out for the positive. Yeah. There's a couple of and, others uh, doing it. I know Simon, and uh, his guys on the Len- on the Classic Lenses podcast, they've been doing it for a while, and Sunny Sixteen started it, and uh, mm-hmm. it allows yeah, so. it's allowed them to buy a little handheld m- recording device, you know, which Graham uses on outside broadcasts. Yeah. Speaking of outside broadcasts, we um, we we have a a little OB to slot in. I think you're going to do that at the end of the show. Yep. I'll uh, as soon as the show's over. Don't run off, rush off too far. Just uh, Stay hang out because it's, there's going to be the interview with you and Stig, was it? No. Who was it? No, 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 was, no, who was it? No, this was, so we had the, um, we'll come on to talk about World Pinhole Photography Day. And uh, yeah. so that, that we, 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 we met up in Boston in the UK, which I'd spoken about before. Really? Uh, yeah, a few <laughs> times. Now, Boston in the UK is really not Boston, Massachusetts, okay? Because it's just, it's a kind of weird place. And forgive me if you live there, anybody. So we we kept, despite advertising and advertising, we weren't flooded with applicants to join us on this day. They had way more people in Boston, in in America, where there was a similar group meeting up. But there was me and Neil Piper from the Sooty... Sooty and Sweep show, yeah, and Jimmy Hickford, who hey, Neil. who claims he's a radio broadcaster, but I don't think he is. And then <laughs> Wendy Chapman, who's a lovely, lovely lady, lady who joined us. She drove over three hours to meet us reprobates. Obviously, and, uh, obviously to hang out with Neil, not to hang out with you. <laughs> I'd imagine. <laughs> yeah, probably. And um, we had, we had a great day. We parked up. Uh, Neil and Neil and uh, Jimmy drove to my house, and I drove up to Boston over the fens, and we arrived there. And it seemed like Boston was closed when we arrived. There was there was really nobody about, and it was cold. Um, so we huddled into a cafe Nero or something, and Wendy joined us, and then we ventured out and we hovered around a bridge and took photographs. And I was really hungry by then, so we went and had all-day breakfast, which is where we recorded the little uh, excerpt from us all, and that was great. We had a fantastic English breakfast. Then we went to the church and spent a good hour in the church, which was a gorgeous, it's almost like a cathedral, it's so big. And that was beautiful. We did um, a few 30-minute exposures in there. I think Neil... Neil and Jimmy had quite slow films, so they were they were into the half hours. Um, we were there a wow. lot, yeah, and we we, uh, we we had a great day. 
But uh, April the 28th it was, for those listening who are not familiar with World Pinhole Photography Day. WPPD. Uh, WPPD. Yeah, there, <laughs> there, is a, there is an official website. And, yeah. Um, it's called, if you go to uh, worldpinholewppd.org, I think. But if you type in worldpinholephotographyday.org, there's a website. Now, the website's a little bit clunky. Um, no, one, watch one of, it. <laughs> one, one, of our, one of our listeners, Nick uh, Dvorak, I think you pronounce his name, but I think he manages it. And he knows it's a bit clunky, uh, so you have to work with it. But they have, I don't think they've really got the resources or the time or whatever to get it up to date. But it's the home of, of the worldwide uh, pinhole photography feed. Oh, get my teeth in photography day and if you've taken pictures on that day and yeah by all means share them on the lensless podcast mm -hmm. uh, facebook group and elsewhere please. Yeah. please do so and some are already starting to show up but also support the main website and post there yeah um i haven't done so yet but i, I will do you've got till the end of may to do that yeah I gotta develop mine. I haven't, I haven't developed mine. I've, I've developed them all. I had a, I had a fat roll. I had a fat roll. In the reality, so subtle, and I know why. Because, why? Because uh, I was just being slapdash. Normally, when I'm when I use the reality, I keep some tension on the left hand winder uh -huh. as I wind it through, and I'm just conscious. And I think I just ran it through really loosely, and and uh -huh. it, I took it out. And as soon as I took it out, I realised, but it was. Because I'm not very good at doing things in low light, you know. I, I thought oh, it'll be fine. I just take it out. But I took it out, and it was quite bright in the sun. And I thought, oh dear, it's um, you know going to get some light in. And so some of the shots have got some some. Uh, well, if one or two of them have been ruined, actually. Really, I think no. I can't Pat even get. I can't even get away with calling it art. Artistic. You can't give. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that was a bit of a bummer, uh, and the. Direct positive shots I made, not too pleased with those, so they won't. Mm. I won't share those with anybody. And I've got some X-ray film, which I'm, I've got some high hope for. I think uh, I did a great portrait. Or I hope it's a great portrait of Neil with X-ray film, which I haven't, but I'll be developing those. But I've got no way of of scanning um, large format, so I have to make a print. So it's whether I get prints made before the end of May. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. Um, so the uh, but interestingly, some of the guys uh, met up in Boston in America, as we as we mentioned, and um, Joe Baker, Evil Chutney on Twitter, uh, messaged me earlier today, and we're going to try and get a bit of an exhibition going for the two Bostons in uh, in his hometown of Norwich. Awesome. We know a cafe there that uh, the owner is very friendly, and we can probably get people who were at either one of the two Bostons to send us some files or a print, and we'll get them hung in this cafe in Norwich, probably later on in the year. Only pictures from Boston? Boston or Boston? Um, yeah, that's the idea. Did you not go? Uh, you were guys. Why didn't I you didn't go? I didn't make it. Why didn't I didn't you go? Make it. Why I didn't you go? It. Sometimes it just works out that way, you know? Yeah. Well, next year it's not in America. Do you know where next year's? I told I told the group that I'd give it a shout out for next year. I did not. Where? It's in Dublin, in the Republic Ooh. of Ireland. Dublin. Yeah. 
And wow. It's on April the 26th, I think. But there's already a little, uh, if you, if you, if you go on to Facebook and do a bit of a search, I think it's April the 26th. There's a little Facebook group already started up called the WPPD Git Together, G-I-T Together. In Dublin. And Dublin. In Dublin's fair city, where the, in Dublin's fair city, where the girls <laughs> are so pretty. You know that song? <laughs> I do not. Join, join in. I uh, first no. set my eyes on sweet Somebody's Molly singing. Malone. <laughs> no, I don't know that and one. And she wheeled her wheelbarrow through the streets broad and narrow, singing cockles uh, and mussels alive, alive, oh. And by this point, everyone just signed off. <laughs> <laughs> I could keep going. It's a great song. You don't know cockles and mussels. You think it'll be raining there? It probably will be raining there. <laughs> Ireland is a very green country because it yeah. rains a lot. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, so I didn't do much. For, I got out. Uh, I didn't get to go to Boston, but I got out and uh, good. shot shot in the morning. Uh, then I went back in the evening and shot some sunset stuff with the last little bit of. Uh, I think I had. I think it was Portra. Mm-hmm. I didn't shoot any four by five. I just shot with uh, reality. The six by six. It's the one camera that I use predominantly above everything else. I think my that is for me too. You know, so I'm. I don't know what it is about it. I can just grab it and go. You know, mm-hmm. don't need a tripod or film holders or you know. I did a. Um, do you like the Do you like the six by six F or the regular six by six better? Well, I've only got the six by six F. I don't know. Oh, that's right. Um, I, Jimmy, I have both, so I do you can have the you rise. One. Do you have the, Do you have the one with the two pinholes? No, I don't have that one. Uh, he, I think that was a special order with the rise and the fall. No, I think uh, no, I think you can get the one with two, but he's made a special order for somebody. Yeah, yeah, for three. That, yeah, yeah. You have the middle, and then you have the rise, and then you have the fall pinhole underneath of it. To be honest, I don't. You see, I. I, uh, I I, with my eight by ten, I can I can understand, I I can understand the rise and fall because I'm I'm going for more traditional shots with that. But with that little, uh, with the little reality camera, I want to put that in weird places, and I, I'm looking for the distortion, you know. So yeah. I'm not looking to worry about where the horizon is or whatever. You know, I'm quite, well, happy, you, I'm quite happy to point it up or point it down, whatever. If you had the ability, uh, and you were taking a picture somewhere, and you said. Man, I really wish I had a, a fall pinhole in this. Just flip the camera upside down and use the upper pinhole. Yeah, it's a lower pinhole, you know. Yeah, guess. No guess. But I use the <laughs> I, I use the I use the rise and fall using the eight by ten. Yeah, sure, because, a lot. Yeah, and that's really useful. And I mm-hmm. think, I, I, and I can see its use on four five as well. I don't I, think I, I guess, ever. I, I guess it depends how you use your small camera you know if you if you want to set it up level and then uh, you know, always get a nice level horizon but you can even get even even weirder results and effects if you're using that rise uh without it being level you know mm-hmm. that's true yeah i just gotta yeah i suppose about... it, i suppose it adds to the creativity doesn't it it adds to the creativity Andrew. yeah yeah so, I was, so what uh, else is going on well 
I had a question. We haven't had any emails, I don't think, but uh, Sven Olaf Hombeset mentioned something on on the Facebook group this morning, and I said, "Oh, I'll um, I'll ask Tina." <laughs> <laughs> so Tina, what do you feel about it? Yeah, <laughs> Tina, you're being very quiet. Can you not get a word in edgeways? <laughs> so Sven said, "I'm hoping to do a series on trees with Pinhole." Ah. Problem is, we don't have a lot of trees standing alone here. Any tips on how to make pleasing images with groupings of trees? So Where's are... he at? He's in um, uh, Nor- Norway, isn't he? Oh, yeah, okay. I think it's Norway. What about multiple exposures? Well, I was just going to ask you. There's been a lot of people chipping in with ideas, but I wondered if you had any um, any thoughts uh, on getting tree portraits with no trees? Well, I think his particular... <laughs> yeah, he's got trees, but they're all close together, you know? Oh, I got you. Um, so he's having trouble, I think, maybe isolating isolating a single tree. So he's He'll looking probably for... have to get really close to it and like put it right on the trunk and look could, at have it pointed up. You, know? you could do a, st- a series of studies on texture, couldn't you? Yeah. Really, I yeah, don't know really close. If it helps, mate, um, I've got a book which is by a local photographer to me. He lives in Lincolnshire. He doesn't shoot with pinhole, but he shoots with, a, um, I think it's just me. I say just, I think it's medium format. And his name is Paul Hart, H-A-R-T. And he's done a series of books on the sort of area where I live. But this one is called Truncated, uh, tr- as in tree trunk. I think I've, I've seen that somewhere. Have you talked about it before? Maybe where have um, I? It's familiar um, to me. I may have done but most of these are groups of pine trees, you know, so he's not isolating a single tree, just like Sven was talking about. So he's he's using light the way light falls in certain areas. So he's he's looking for the light. So the even though you've got a group of trees, like the old Ansel Adams trick of picking the silver birch tree, you know, he's looking at where the light is acting as a sort of uh, like a curtain of light hitting yeah. a tree. You can you can use that approach. Or he's looking for natural avenues in groups of trees where you can lead the eye through. Sure, that's what I was saying. If you if you get really close to one tree and you have two or three that are close to it, they can just kind of make that one tree that you're really close to looking straight up. They they just make it like it's an even thicker tree, you know. Matt it Jones, just depends. Matt Jones said, uh, "What if you went right Matt up Jones. close?" <laughs> <laughs> what if you went right up close to one tree trunk with some interesting bark yeah, and direct yeah. light? That Matt make, Jones is make, full of it. Make that fill half the frame. And then the other half of the frame just be the rest of the forest fading away into the distance. Mm-hmm. He's a clever chap, isn't he? And then... Um, what, so, what the... yeah, so, so it's an interesting little thread, actually. If you, go yeah. on to, if you type in Sven's name, Little stuff so, on trees and Daphne Schnitzer, who I'd love to get on the show. She was a bit reticent, but she's a very talented lady. She she just did it. She's got a beautiful. If you look in this thread, she says um, she's got an, an underexposed tree. So she's, I guess for for this shot here, it's a very heavy sort of almost sepia tone with a tree with no detail and the landscape with very little detail. But you've just got the sky breaking in around it, and it's very dreamlike and very lovely and um, I guess if you're metering for that sort of scene point your meter 
at the bright highlights and let it just underexpose and go without reading. So what do you think for uh, Sven? He li- you said he lives in Norway. Mm. They probably don't have their, uh, I don't know. Do they have um, deciduous trees up there or are they, or is it all conifers? Yeah, uh, mainly, I think probably a lot of conifers. My suggestion would be to go and try and shoot them in winter when they don't have leaves. Um, maybe you can get a little uh, bit more. Aren't I don't, they, don't they have leaves all year round? Conifers do, but you know, like yeah. maples and other trees, beeches. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think they have those. Not in Norway. Yeah, I don't think so either. No. Yeah. So there you go. Sorry, man. I'm, I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> but the other good thing about that is that if you're, if you are somewhere and you don't like any of those trees, if you have the ability to, pack yourself a lunch. Get yourself a book bag and take a walk, you know. I'm sure it's a beautiful country in Norway. Summertime's probably nice. Wintertime's probably cold, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I did know. a bit of a face chat with him a few weeks ago and it looked with Sven? Cold. Yeah. Sven? Hmm. I can't remember why. Oh I know. I gave him an enlarger lens for his four five oh. enlarger. Generous oh. chap that I am. Hmm. And I messaged him for to show him this lens because there was something strange about the lens I had, um, but I sent it to him and it seems to be working fine. You're a generous chap. Chap, you're a step above Mother Teresa, basically. Though <laughs> I think so. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing um, I'd like to talk about, All right, uh, is we we never give the Flickr site any love. Now, I, if you haven't already gone to this, Corey, I'd like you to because. The Lenses Podcast Flickr group has 1,400 photos in it, 22 discussions, and 125 members. Cool. I'm one of those members. I know. But if you open it up, uh, if you're able to while we're talking, because otherwise it kind of defeats the object, there's some awesome, awesome pictures on there. Now, some of this stuff gets shared on Instagram and others, but not all. Right. Um, Dan Smith, for instance, who... um, I first noticed when on Flickr when he was doing some great pinhole pictures of uh, boats with chains and you know anchor chains and stuff. Mm-hmm. And very interesting perspectives. He's um, he's he's been off. He's been away from his pinhole mojo. It's kind of escaped him for a while. But I know from talking to him online, uh, he's feeling in a better place for making some pinhole images. So he's um, he's back on there. Um, I've kind of lost my pinhole mojo too a little bit. Have you? Oh. Yeah, I don't know. You should look at these images. Have you got Flickr open? Can you open it up? I don't have it open. Oh man, can you not do it on something? Because if you look at these pictures, right, you'll get your. There's so much inspiration here. Oh, that's you opening your computer up. Did you see <laughs> you did. proper proper sound effects? <laughs> There's um, Michael (laughs) going down a little bit. Michael, our friend Michael Weitzman, is producing some brilliant, brilliant work. So this one isn't. Yeah, I like Michael. Um, He's posted one here using the Holger Wide pinhole, right? With Fuji Acros 100, and he's using um, uh, Moash Lith Foma 132, which the Moash Lith is a is a a Lith developer. Foma 132 matte paper, which I have, and he's selenium and gold toned it. There's this image when you get it open, mate. 
there's this image. And anyone who's listening, if you go to the Lensless uh, podcast Flickr group and go down on the first page before you get forced to go onto another page, there's a few by some other weirdo on there with dead pigeons and things, but ignore him. <laughs> um, Michael has got his shot there uh, with a guy, it's a portrait of a man with some movement to his face, and he's over to one side, and then he's in this old uh, old building, and it's just oh. awesome. Uh, and, it's, uh, and, and he's making great use of the pinhole-wide camera. It seems that whatever Michael does, he does really, really well. Huh. I've just given him a little star, a gold star from Teacher. A gold star. <laughs> Let's uh, see. How do you spell Flickr? Oh, come on. F-L-I-K-R. I got it. I got it. And there's a, yes, yeah, so Michael must be on a bit of a portrait theme. He's now, he's another one on the second line down. And this one, four by five box pinhole, paper negative, ADOX paper, selenium toned. Wow. See, this is what I like about Flickr because people generally put some technical details in and you can see see what it is they're doing. So, some, so Michael, give a big shout out for Michael. And there's another one. He's kind of dominating. Monica D's got what some else? cool pictures. What else do I like? Are you on the page now? So yeah. you'll see the first two in the group pool wait, are by, wait, are by wait, me. Wait, wait, are wait, by wait, me. wait, wait, wait. i got to let it pull it up. <laughs> I've just put a couple up. This podcast. I've just put a couple up there from Norwich Cathedral. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. And that's a great place. So I just my reality camera was just on the floor because I didn't have anything to didn't have a tripod with me. Oh. That poor lady. She, lady. Yeah, she's called yeah. she's called Imogen, and she she's I think she's a design student or something or, and she'd made this costume and she was modelling it in there. So I said. Would you mind sitting still for two minutes while I put this camera on the floor pointing up at you? I said, it won't be terribly flattering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless her. But I, I've got to send her that picture. I don't know what she'll make of that. I like this picture that Dan Smith did with Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> yeah, it's great to see Dan, Dan there. We'll probably get him on the show at some point. But he was... Um, uh, and the other one I like, just a few along from there, there's a lady of almost like a proper ghost by Jiffy Cat. I don't yeah, know. Just G- looking at that one I too. don't know who Jiffy Cat is. I don't know. Yeah, I don't either. Um, and they don't get much love these pictures. People don't go on Flickr much now. It's not very interactive. I've just given that. I think I, I like to just comment on people's work, not just favor if I can. So I'm going to. I'm randomly randomly favor. This picture is awesome of the. Uh... Inside of the Jack O' Lantern <laughs> by uh, Christopher Sabrine. Where's that, mate? Is it on that first page, still? Uh, it's on the photos page. Yeah, I just scroll down. So you saw that Michael Weitzman picture of the guy in the old shed, and then there's another one by me with capturing rays of light. Uh, oh, Jack O' Lantern! There he is. Yeah, Christopher. Yeah, that's cool. Sabrine. So, so we can open that up and. DIY pinhole camera from a candy tin. Camera placed inside the jack-o'-lantern. Excellent. Excellent. Well done, mate. That's good. I like that. Um, One of the things I love about pinhole photography is the way 
it can bring substance to light. You know, light takes on a sort of different yeah. form, doesn't it? Sure, absolutely. And, and I, I am um, more through accident than design. If you look at that picture of mine next to Michael's, that's Jimmy Hickford there, and the sunlight is coming through. It was really contrasted light. It's, it's coming through the window. But the rays of light, you see, are kind of recorded as streaks. You're talking about Cambridge and before? Yeah. You're trying to burn old Jimmy with your, <laughs> with your yeah. pinhole light? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But isn't pinhole awesome for doing things like that, for capturing light and making yeah. it, giving it almost substance? I don't even, I, uh, this is going to sound weird, and I'm not trying to alienate anyone by any means by saying it, but I really like, prefer the pinhole stuff that is grotesque in proportions, you know? Um, now, Jimmy just looks like that normally. Oh, really? <laughs> Jimmy's just normally grotesque? <laughs> that that really close, you know, kind of yeah. really distorted. That's, I just, just, you know. And portraits can be really good for that as well, yeah. can't they? I was, I've just developed some, I haven't shared them yet. Of, I, I was out walking over the fields and there's a, a, an electricity post, a wooden one, and I, I leant up against it, put my hands onto it and put the pinhole between me, camera between, on the floor, looking up between me and it's really mega distorted. You know, the body gets distorted. And, yeah. and uh, that's great. Here's another picture with a guy with a flat cap. <laughs> yeah, where's this? Uh, on the second page. Okay. Uh, he's uh, by Fred. Fred Rune Ram. Oh, yeah. Flat cap. And it I, looks I, just like the picture I took of myself uh, on, at the water's edge. And I was sitting on a chair and I was... That mad-looking one which I did the caption competition on. Which one? Mine? You shared one of me with your flat cap on when we were talking about it. No, no, no. I'm talking about a picture... Like a self-portrait I did a while back, and oh, I had a chair. I found a chair. I was driving around, and it mm -hmm. was really overcast and kind of a blah day, really foggy. And I was driving around, and I was going somewhere to take some pictures at the at the state park, uh, which is like an inlet for the ocean, you know? Yeah. Um, and there was this old chair just on the side of the road, so I stopped and picked it up <laughs> and carried it with me. And uh, I sat out there and took a p portrait with it. And uh, mm. the, the chair is... The, the opacity of the chair is perfect, you know, like you can't see through it. But I only sat down for probably five seconds of the, I don't know, 15, 20 were seconds. You, were you ghosted this image by Fred yeah. Ram? He's a ghosted, ghosted Yeah, image. I was ghosting in that one too. It's great. He's used um, for that shot an Ondu 6x6 Fomapan 200 Creative. Mm -hmm. They make good cameras, those Ondu guys. Yeah, I'm more interested yeah. in the film people are using. So that Fomadon RO9, that's like uh, Rodanol, that's the same formula. I'm not familiar with it. With, yeah, it is. Uh, RO9 is the same. Is the same. There's a few of those same formulas. Tetanol make one as well, um, which is basically the same formula. Fomapan right. 200 Creative. I don't know if that's... Is that film still available? Fomapan 200? I don't know. I don't know. Isn't it's that... Nice. Uh... It's, not, it's nice. Yeah, it's um. I like all Kai's stuff too. I like seeing her. She uh, yeah, she has cool pictures. Kai Lewis and Mark is she does. Yeah, Mark is um, is all over the face, all over the Flickr group. Mm-hmm. He's doing the infrared. I sent him. I had um, a couple of rolls of. Uh, are you familiar with the infrared film that was 
uh, by the brand Karnica. Yeah, I, I have used it. I had a roll in 35 mil. Yeah. And I, sent, I only I had sent, the one, and it was great. Yeah. I sent him two rolls of uh, 120. I had two rolls of 120 and of that, and I sent it to him. Because I want to see what uh, it looks like, because with his Hawaiian pictures. Has he used it yet? I don't know. I don't think so. He just got it. He just got it a couple of days ago, maybe a week ago. He said he's going. He's going to do some research and try and figure out to make sure he can do the best he can to do the film justice. You know, because <laughs> unfortunately yeah, they have two you, roles. So when you, you do, you know, when you haven't got much of it. Yeah. I um, um, I've got. So. I've, I've it doesn't my... have a speed on it, so you can shoot it at anything you want. I think. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't have a speed on it. I guess that's how it works. No, you know, you can just pick whatever you want to use. Goodness knows, I I can't remember what I did when I had it. Yeah, Kai Lewis has got a number of her pictures on page three. Um. Yeah, they're just. Um... There's a picture of here of a bunch of guys hanging off a jungle gym, and it says "pinhole meat." Oh yeah. I... <laughs> It well, was some, some pinhole <laughs> photographers hanging around yeah. a children's kiddies playground. That's Scary. what that was. <laughs> that Neil Piper, you know, he's um. Which one is Neil? He's hanging from the thing, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, uh, is a chap with glasses and a beard? That's not Neil. No, that's Evil Chutney. That's Evil Chutney. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I've got some more from that. That's Christmas time meet up. You should post pictures here because it's a it's a great way to view images. Yeah, I think I might. And um, <laughs> you can get some real inspiration. I tell you who's been giving me some inspiration. Um, there's a fairly new lady to our group, and I, I'm not prepared to talk about this because I can't remember her name. I think her name is Barbara, but I might have got that wrong. She posted some pictures of herself in ho She spends a lot of time like me away from home in hotel rooms, and she's like put the camera there and wanders around the room standing still and has several ghosted image of herself. And if I've got that wrong and you're not Barbara, but you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> Speak up. <laughs> oh dear. What a, how professional am I? Anyway, um, I've even been communicating with her and I still can't remember her name and I've been doing some of those. So I thought, Oh yeah, that's really cool. So I, again, I took inspiration from some pictures I saw. And so now when I check into a hotel, First thing I do is put the reality camera there and I'll go and stand in the room. Then I'll have a go and have a lie down and sit in a chair. Yeah. And uh, really kind of interesting stuff as I move around the room, you know. You know, so, it hasn't been, you know, it hasn't been inspiring lately. What? Instagram. Yeah. So Instagram's it. okay. Uh, um, but I don't know why Flickr doesn't get, well, if you, if you want to, if you want to find out about stuff and you, you know, most people tend to share information about the paper they've used, the film they've used, you know, and the camera. You mean on Flickr? On Flickr, yeah. 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 And that's, that's what I love about it. Now, I, if you want the discussions, then go to the, go to the Lensless podcast Facebook, Facebook group. group. Yeah. But sometimes those discussions are quite hard to uh, follow if you've if you like sometimes i remember a discussion from like a week ago and then i i can't find it again you know mm. i think there's probably a way of, of getting around that but i don't know what it is but at least with mm. Flickr, you can go on and oh here's a good one easily missed this is a very probably on page two by um, uh, our friend masumi yamamuri hey and, masumi hey yasumi masumi 
Masumi. Masumi, yeah. <laughs> um, handmade panoramic pinhole camera, Velvia, Velvia 50. It's a purple tone. It's got that stat somewhere there's a statue in the background of the sailor kissing the uh, bride on VE Day or VJ. VD Day? VD Day, yeah. <laughs> a statue of that. And the guy and the sailor's got a pigeon on his head. And there's somebody, probably he's some relative of his, I would think. He's got to pose. And that's, oh. a, that's a great picture. Awesome. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I'm, I think we should revisit as and when, particularly on shows where we haven't got guests, we should throw in um, some shout outs from yeah. Flickr. You think people are still hanging out and listening to this episode once it comes out at this point? <laughs> They're like, oh, they were, everybody was expecting uh, Tina, Tina to be here, and she's not here, and they're kind of let down. I, could... I know. No we'll, get, we'll get her on. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I will put the uh, the little meetup you guys had from WP Worldwide Pinhole Photography Day Yep. Um, right after getting on talking, so that'll be there. Okay. And, um, yeah, so good break. Glad to be back. We are. Glad to be back in everyone's cars and their homes and <laughs> giving everyone joy with pinhole photography. <laughs> Talking about pinhole photography. Um, yeah, I've missed so, it. Yeah. It's good to be back. Yeah. Next week we got got uh, Dom. We hope so. Silverthorn. Yeah. Yep. If we can pin him down, we, we, have, yeah. we have better luck than we had with Tina. Yeah, I don't know what. That was weird. but Sorry, Tina. We'll get you back. Well, you need somebody to co-captain the show uh, at the end of May. So the twenty-sixth. That's right. I have a, I have a couple of um, prospects. I'm going to see if they want to come and hang out. So, so but, you want to right. do some sort of shouts about where folk can reach you and where people can interact with the show, Corey? Um, I'm basically um, on Instagram. That's where I hang out the most. Um, but I am on the Flickr group, the Lenses Podcast Flipper, Flickr group, and the Facebook um, Lenses Podcast Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Andrew, where are you at? I'm all of the above, except not on your, obviously not on your Instagram. You're, page. you're not. You're not. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get mine? <laughs> I just take it over now and again when you're asleep. Sweet. No, you can find me on Instagram at Warboys snapper underscore pinholes and uh, all those other places oh and also twitter yes if you uh, if you follow us at the lensless on twitter mm-hmm. but we uh, if you if you're not a facebook person and i understand why people don't do facebook because it kind of alienates people facebook and i don't really do facebook much but the groups are really good and there's our group there's the pinhole group there's a couple of pinhole groups. Um, there's the one that does link to the work, workshops, and there's there's another one which is run by the um, uh, I don't know who runs it. There's one with several thousand members as well. So there's two or three pinhole groups, and certainly our one and the pinhole workshop one I know are extremely friendly and positive and encouraging. Mm-hmm. And if you go back through our back catalogue for the last year or so, many of the guests who we've had on, they hang out there. So it's, you know, the podcasts are a great way 
the Facebook groups are a great way of supporting the podcast and keeping the chit chat going because we can't co- yeah. cover everything and sometimes we get it wrong as well. And yeah. You can go yep. there. And if you um, are interested in kicking us a, a bone or a buck, uh, go to uh, KO dash fi.com ko-fi.com forward slash the lensless yeah that'll that'll be in the show notes so don't worry about that i'm trying to plug it andrew i'm just trying to no that's great i'm trying to and i did when i was when i was (laughs) i've half written the show notes already but uh, i shall finish them off in a bit but the um while i was googling around for lenses podcast i saw one itunes review from the early days saying Cory and Three-Eyed Monster put a great show up, and it's five stars. So, you know, if you feel if feel you, so inclined feel the to this one, <laughs> yeah, I'll put a link in to make it easy for you. <laughs> there you go. Already, yeah. Well, so listen like on it's... for our little outside broadcast from yep. World Pinhole Photography Day, and we'll and, see uh, you guys next week, I guess. Yep. Have a great week. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs> So we're here today on an outside broadcast with the sooty, lensless, whitewashy, podcasty thingy bob. And this is the Worldwide Pinhole Day meetup in Boston, but the real Boston, because none of us could afford to go to America. But we do have an American with us, and she's been very keen to come on the Lensless podcast for a long, long time now, and her name is Wendy Chapman. So hello, Wendy. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Hello. What would you like to know? But we'd like to know um, how you got here in Boston today, how you came to be here, how you come to be in the UK, and isn't Boston better than Boston in America? Well, I came to the UK about five years ago. I'm married to a UK citizen, and that's why I'm here. Um, I come from the state of Wisconsin in the northern middle part of the country. And um, I don't know about Boston... UK being better than Boston, Massachusetts. It's certainly different. <laughs> okay, Wendy. So just for the listeners, we are in a cafe and there are people ordering food and there's some music. And, and Jimmy Hickford and Neil Piper are here as well. We'll talk to those guys in a minute. But I'm really interested to know, Wendy, how did you get into pinhole photography? Well, that was um, an interesting little journey. I was uh, actually on the Facebook one day and I saw some pictures by a photographer by the name of Paul Mitchell and he had um, some pinhole pictures that he took with a Zero 2000 camera and I thought they were beautiful. Um, and I started looking around at other pinhole pictures and studying the history of it a little bit and I came across uh, Ian Burton's pinhole pictures and I thought some of those were really wonderful as well. And that got me intrigued. And I started looking into the cameras, and I, I bought a pinhole camera. I bought one of uh, James Gurn's uh, reality cameras, the 6x12. Um, began a steep learning curve. <laughs> but you've been on one of Ian and Andrew's workshops, or more than one? Two. I've been on two of Ian and Andrew's workshops, and I've really enjoyed them. They're great teachers, uh, very patient, which is important when you're working with me. And uh, we had a, we've had a good time. I've learned a lot with them, and... A few of the images I made on their workshops have come out very well. So that's been a good experience. Excellent. So we're also here with Soot and Whitewash host, 
Neil Piper. So uh, I'm going to hand the microphone over to him now and he can, because this is a joint outside broadcast, he can tell us what we've been doing so far. And as the official host of the uh, Boston UK pinhole meetup, he can talk to you a little bit about uh, what he's got planned for us for the rest of the day. Yeah, thanks, Andrew. So that shouldn't take long. So just to put it out there, I am not the official host of this meet. All I don't shut up, Jimmy. All all I did was uh, write something on the internet, and now I'm apparently the the authoritative voice in it, which I think is how the internet works, really. Um, but so what have we done today? Well. As you'll know from my bit of recording that I did in the car this morning, I think Jimmy's just uh, forgetting how his hands work. <laughs> Up yours too, mate. Um, what was I saying? See, this is wh this is where we uh, devolve into my podcast, where I'm just umming and erring, and you are uh, a bit more professional. Absolutely. But um, I also don't know whether they can hear you. Maybe I should hold this in a bit more between no, you us. Saying, you were saying about the journey up here in the car. Oh yeah, I was. I'll just hold this here. It's oh, unbelievable. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I stood on the way up here, but I was on my way to meet Andrew and Jimmy and Wendy. And we have since arrived in Boston and we've had a little bit of a wander around what was at first a bit of a ghost town. But we. I was going to say brave the elements, but we haven't actually had to brave the elements because it hasn't really rained yet. It's rather dull, rather overcast, but for me, ideal. Pincast, pincast, I've done that twice already. Pinhole weather. I don't know where the cast come from, maybe weather forecast. So we had a bit of a wander around, and see, this is how I record, Andrew. You're laughing at me now because I'm so unprofessional, but frankly, I don't care. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to add to that? Yeah. So we spent some time on a bridge, which was great fun. We did. And Wendy was using a Holger WPC wide camera, which is, as we know, the Leica of pinhole cameras. <laughs> and you were shooting Pan-F in there? Yes, I am, Pan-F 50. So some nice vertical compositions, so we look forward to seeing those. I was shooting Harman 4.5 with some direct positive paper, so they were 10-minute exposures. And I got a Holger picture of a, an old guy with a beard. Um, Can't mention the hole, though. Uh, I can. Yeah, I had a pinhole in it. Yeah. And... Um, <laughs> We're having great fun, so we don't know. We, I think we're going to go to the big old church here and maybe do something there. But uh, we also have Jimmy with us, and Jimmy uh, Hickford will pass him over, and he, he's a bit camera shy. Not camera shy, microphone shy. So, Jimmy, um, w what have you been up to today? I've mostly been waiting for you to take pictures. I'm being asked how many pictures have I taken. I have taken a grand total of one. It's all about quality over quantity. Andrew's taken about, I don't know, about half a dozen pictures, um, all pretty much the same thing, all the same thing on the bridge. And I thought, no, I'm just going to take one, and it's just going to be right. Um, so I have been out with my Reality So Subtle 6x6, shooting uh, Pan F, 50 ISO film. And that's about it. I've only come with one pinhole camera, rather than how many? How many has, have you come with, Andrew? A, a, a few, a few, several, a hand, a handful. Um, so yeah, I'm, I am relatively new to pinhole. Um, only to, only been doing pinhole for maybe six months or so maybe a little bit longer but uh, have, have just got this reality so subtle and I'm, I'm still on I think this is now the third roll so okay, take it we'll get there <laughs> <laughs> yeah so 
I'm back, I'm Neil. Um, that actually, shut up, Jimmy. That actually leads us on to what we can. Uh, what's, in our bags? what's in our bags? So, as I've got the recorder, I'll go first. So, I brought, like Jimmy, my Reality Subtle 6x6. You haven't got the F model, is that right? Yours is the original one? It is. It is. What's, can you tell the listeners what's different about that one? Uh, yeah, it hasn't got the filter ring. Um, is it 58 or something like that, or 52? 52, 52 uh, mil filter thread. Ha- yeah, it hasn't got one of those. It's just got, but it has got the rise um, rise pinhole, uh, and I think the 6x6F is just the single pinhole. I just thought, because I have been taking some photos quite near to the ground, the rise pinhole might be useful for me. Excellent, thank you. And you you said you only recently got that one, is that right? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think now. It's a um, couple of months, I think. Is there a reason you went for the model that didn't have the, the filter ring? Yeah, because of the rise, uh, rise panel. Just simply for that. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay, so there's at least... There's four. Did you bring yours, Andrew? Yeah. So there's four Reality So Subtle 6x6 represented here. James. Shout out to James. Wendy, you've got the, the F model, haven't you? Yes, yeah. I do. Andrew, yours is, I know yours is the F model because it lived with me for quite some time. So that's the realities covered. Wendy, you brought your... Holger WPC, yeah. Mm-hmm. Having fun with that today, yeah? I am. I'm enjoying it. It's easy to use. And um, I've only made one mistake so far, not winding on far enough, so that's pretty good for me. And I've uh, been able to uh, blue tack some filters onto it to make the exposures longer. And yeah, it's really nice to use so far. It's got a cable release, so that's really nice to use too. I'm enjoying it. What else did you bring today? I brought my um, <coughs> Reality So Subtle 6x6 with the filter. I haven't used it yet, and I have some portrait film in it, Portra 160. So I thought I'd give that a try when we go back out after our big breakfast. <laughs> yeah, so we are, we've just finished a massive breakfast, which is our lunch really, so that's really good. And we're going to go and walk it off in a moment. Neil, have you got any more cameras in there? Yeah. In my bag of tricks today, I have, uh, so aside from my reality, I have my wooden 6x9 that doesn't really have a name. Uh, some of you will have seen it on... Beatrice. We'll call it Beatrice. I was going to call it Barbara. Barbara? Barbarous, maybe, uh, which is a uh, a wooden six by nine pinhole camera, not dissimilar to like an Ondo that I had that I had commissioned. Uh, my father-in-law made that. And else in my bag, I have my thirty-five millimeter twenty-four squared uh, pinhole camera from Graham Young. I'll probably crack that one out a bit later. And also, ridiculously, in my bag, I have my four by five, not five by four, because I'm standing my ground on that, I think it's 4x5, foam core, I'm holding it up like everyone else can see it, here you go Andrew, here you go, here you go. It's, uh, you've probably seen it on the Facebook groups, it's just a 4x5 box that the film holder fits in, whether I'm going to use that today or not I don't know because it weighs literally, it weighs about as much as the pinhole and it's got no tripod mount or anything like that, so it'll probably just blow away and to couple that up I've got four film holders that are filled with paper for paper negatives which are, I think I've been rating at free so they're going to be anything that I shoot with that is going to be very long exposure outside today is not going to work so it is you also you done yours in your so this is Andrew telling me that there's basically not a problem he shot some you shot some direct positive in will you tell the you tell the listeners 
I'm more interested in your bag, actually. We'll talk about bags in a minute. That's really nice. <laughs> not, a, uh, of course, it's not professional like my Billingham bag, but anyway. Yeah, so I've used my Harman 4554 um, with direct positive paper, in which I think I rated it too, but I might have rated it three as well. And they were about 11 minute exposures, Neil's in the way of people. And I've also brought my reality camera and my Todge Slemmer Terrapin 6x6, which I've got um, very optimistically slide film in, 100 ASA slide film. And people think we're mad. So, yeah, and the Holger, Holger normal camera. So I'm running out of things to say now, so I'm going to pass it over to Neil to close up this outside broadcast. Sorry, so as I was moving my my butt out of the way to let oh some yeah, people through. Bag. My bag. Andrew wants to know about my bag. It's really nice. So it's a uh, it's a Manfrotto. I forget the uh, the model name. Imagine more. Imagine more is their tag name, isn't it? Um, I can't remember. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes uh, what it actually is. But it's uh, just a rucksack with a zip entry top pouch. I guess you call it for you just. That's where I keep like my sort of things that I need fairly regularly. And the reason, one of the reasons I bought it is the rear access entry for the for the stuff that goes in it. So you unzip the unzip the back, and all your cameras and your film go in there. So I, I kind of was telling Andrew and you guys, but he since decided to have another conversation. So I don't really have anything interesting to say about my bag. I think I've spoken about it before. Maybe I'll uh, post a picture of it so you all will see it. Anyway, we're we're I won't tell you what I've got. We're rambling now. We didn't ask Jimmy what he had in his bag, did he? Just had his reality camera. Oh no, you've got. You got more? Sorry, Jimmy. Oh, feel yeah, my tarts camera. Oh, almost feel kind of bad now. Let's have a word with Jimmy. So, Jimmy, what have you got in your bag? So yeah, I've 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 got my reality so subtle, but I've also got me my tarts camera, the Leica M2. Oh, well, we don't care so about well, what he was saying is he's got his Holger, and that's that's not that's not and no oh, you and you've got your your Nikon thing. No, no, you haven't. Okay, so yeah, have got a nice um, tripod that I got at the photography show a couple of years ago. That's quite that's quite nice. Nice little lightweight one goes in a little pouch on my back. Um, was going to bring my little Manfrotto uh, Pixie 2, couldn't find it, um, which is quite good for low down shots. Excellent, thanks Jimmy. Is there anything else that anyone else wants to add to that before we wrap this up? No, no, no. I think we're. Uh, stay positive and. Stay positive and shoot some cool film photos. <laughs> That's for you, Mike. Um, yeah, we'll wrap this up because this uh, little, little restaurant is kind of filling up a little bit, and I'm aware that we're uh, probably encroaching on people's quiet time. <laughs> So thanks a lot, guys. Whoever ends up listening to this, be it on the Certain Whitewash podcast or the Lenses podcast or both, I think it's going to go out as a double. Um, we will talk to you all later. Thanks, guys. That she doesn't even have any anything like that coming through, but it's showing that it's coming through on mine. Have you tried just sending her a text like, message normally and saying, hello, Tina? Yeah, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Okay. Um, that's what I've been doing, and then I then I erased her contact and had her text message me with her.